Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of the Cyber Boys podcast. Double digits. Unbelievable. No one said it could be done. Uh, even though we've recorded way more than Ted. Well, yeah, but that's most <laughs> podcasts, right? Okay. I, no, that's the thing. Is like my brother was telling me he works in the industry. He was like, you know, a lot of times we do like multiple tests and pilots and like yeah. format. So like I would say given. Yeah, we've had uh, some miscues, but. Yeah, I think we've had three or four for whatever reason. Yeah, difficulties. shit happens. But the like, I think we've been good on format. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, for sure. Had, we, we haven't yeah. had to mess around too much with yeah. that stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, we went a little long a couple episodes, but <laughs> yeah. we we paired it back. <laughs> I think we lost some listeners, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, so I'm Ken the Worst. I'm joined by Kyle Reesmandel. For anyone that missed episode nine, it will eventually be up on iTunes. Yeah, and... we apologize for the delay. Yeah, uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. Difficulties. I, I made I made a number of mistakes. <laughs> it's all on me, and I'm still working on fixing them. Uh, so please subscribe, rate us, uh, Twitter account, uh, Facebook, Tumblr. Email address, cyberboyspodcast at gmail.com. Still no email. Okay, I didn't check. Because no. Audrey said she was going to send us one last time. Well, and she didn't. My friend Audrey Lee, so <laughs> this, we're calling you out. Send us an email. Send us, please. Literally. You anything. were laughing. I saw you. Yeah, they enjoy it. She and my friend John enjoy the show. They they She wanted to watch us record. Yeah, it, that's... Fun, which... Can you imagine? No, I can't. I'm sure there's like real podcasters yeah. who are like, I get laid from this and this insanity. <laughs> like clearly I'm not, but you know, I mean you do, but you have a wife, so that's different. <laughs> she wants to hear all about the recording right before you, before you, before, she doesn't even listen to before this before coitus. <laughs> so in episode nine, we watched more sex in the single mom. Well, we did a bunch of things. <laughs> As always, we tried to answer the fine questions. Does Doctor Mud know the difference between an original movie and a sequel? No. <laughs> does he know there's seen, when, Does he know when his friend says it's not on YouTube, and yet he thinks it's on YouTube? It was a. It's been a rough couple weeks. I'm not gonna lie. So, was Jess wearing a wig with a bumpet throughout this whole movie? <laughs> Wait, were bumpets even invented in 2003? Or five, I think five. they were. Well, it was like oh. right. What was Jersey Shore? Yeah, that's about 2009. Slightly after that, I would say 2006. No, you. Eh. I think it's like. No, you're right. Oh, I was nine. I was living in Queens, so yeah, it had to be like oh eight or so. I don't know if the bump it was in yet, but it looked like she had a bump it. Well, in there. this is a different question, but related. Mm-hmm. But did professionals use bumpets before bumpets were widely I'm sure. available? I'm positive. Like like the it's Karishma like feather. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. Yeah. That's Karishma. They're gonna know in a minute. <laughs> um, I don't. I would say yes. Like any other industry, I know that's why should, they were probably using puppets yeah. for thirty years. Yeah, and then exactly. Like, oh, why don't we just sell this? This is like the innovation, and then it right. becomes of yeah. I get right. it. Like the salad shooter, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the salad shooter. <laughs> yeah, always on movie or sets. the slap shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last question I had was, oh, Grant Shore was worth how much money? Oh my god, that- sixty-seven million. <laughs> Grant show dollars, unbelievable. I, it, this is the fun of the game, though. And oh. today we're gonna—it's going to be a far sadder version, <laughs> which I kind of like more. It, 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 it's it makes exciting. me feel better it's about exciting myself. Exciting when it's zero, and it's exciting when it's sixty-seven million. <laughs> that is true. Because if you know what it is, the game's not fun, right? Ugh. I don't know how this isn't a TV show. I have to say, maybe we're just doing this wrong. The whole podcast should be celebrity. Network, well, but I've heard people request that. Yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll. There's do it people like. that say they. Listen to the beginning, fast forward to the movie, and then wow. listen to Celebrity Net Worth. That is so sad. Because <laughs> I feel like, it, not because it's so good, but I do feel like we take it seriously. There's something about the dedication right. that yeah. you should you should care about. About people should care that we sit and take notes 
yeah. and make these hour and 20 minute movies two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. And maybe what they're trying to say is less, like less movie <laughs> less talk. Is more. I can get it to get to the 40 minutes. I mean, usually what we do is 20 minutes up top about an hour in the movie and then 15 to 20. I think that's fair. Yeah. Some of these movies, like Kincaid. Some of these movies need to be talked about extensively. Yeah. More than anybody who made the movie talked about them. <laughs> yeah. The producers we certainly give more it. thought than some of the movie makers. And I have many thoughts today. I, I uh-huh. cannot. It is. This is one of the more bonkers ones we've seen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It just, it, it's so, it's so absurd. The, like, they, they learn nothing. <laughs> yeah. And there's no structure. Like, it just is like, and they leave out tons of stuff. Uh, yeah. There's mo- this movie was from a month ago. I did some research. And this is 2018, which means they've seen... How many bio like movies well, like that's this what been I'm made? saying? They learn nothing. Thousand. I was thinking about the characters or nothing. That, well, no, they obviously learn nothing. <laughs> well, one of them learns the, absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, but they. Yeah, you're, the, I'm talking about the people making this. Yeah, this is the, this is this this is worse than the first one ever made. Like whatever that whatever that life. <laughs> whatever the first the TV movie made. I about think a it was Saved life. by the Bell. I bet there's ones earlier than there that. There might have been. We should look because that would be maybe funny the to Full do. House one was. First. They made a string of them. They made Nino, yeah. Full well, House, right. all those were, and they're all the same. And the first one was popular, so right. they were like. I want to say in. it was Saved by the Bell, but we could obviously look into that. No, but I want to know because I want to watch the first one. I hope it's. I'm like, pretty sure it like, was. It's terrible. It's behind the scenes of like. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter. Oh God. Well, because actually, maybe it is in that era of like behind the music. You know, when they start doing the behind the they, scenes, they started doing these maybe. I would say three, four years ago. But yeah, and then they fic- fictionalized them in quotes, right? They tried to right, dramatize yeah. it in some way. Because in the Full House one, have you ever seen that one? I, it's the only one I haven't There's seen. There's a scene with Stamos, Saget, and Joey doing whippets <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Do stage. any of them look like the the people? No, because I feel like the Saget one. If I recall, I saw some of it. And it looked nothing like. No, it was just like none a guy. Look like not yeah, that he isn't no. just a guy, but right. No. All right. So uh, without further ado. Uh, the movie we chose for this episode was 2018's A Tale of Two Corys, about the life and times of Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. The actors that play the two Corys, they're no names, but the young Corey Haim and the old one look just like them. Yeah, I they, thought they, they nailed it. I will say, old Corey Haim is too beefy, but the face... Right, he, he and has that, the, they got the hair right, yeah. but the young kid, he had like the, the let, that little like snicker thing yeah, he does. Yeah, the jerk off like... Yeah, did like, you know that was his trademark? So, yes, I did know that because that's the only thing I remember about him besides him being in movies that I love. Oh, food's already here. Oh, well. All right. Look at that. All right. Barely even got into it. Oh, okay. All right, we're good. Sorry. All right. So, uh, like we said, yeah, yeah oh. like we're talking about a snicker thing. Yeah, well, does, like his trademark. I, I read on IMDb, I think, or, or Wikipedia, or it might even been like a quiz, but it said he literally, for, for like those five years, he was famous, like 84, 85 to 90. Sure. Every single picture he took for like a magazine, his mouth was open. That was his trademark. He would go, yeah, that whatever that like yeah. ha- Elvis like smile thing, but yeah. without the yeah without lip curl without stealing music for black people. Yeah, <laughs> I hate Elvis. Yeah, he's garbage. Oh, God, um, music stinks. All right. Well, there's one thing we love about Elvis. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Maybe today is the day to drop that in. <laughs> the, it, oh, about you know a, a, a documentary about is Elvis alive? I watched from 1987. Yeah, when I was nine. <laughs> yeah, and that you and I then watched again together, <laughs> yeah, like twenty years later. And has the greatest YouTube comment of all time <laughs> on it, which I will link to because I still, when I'm having a bad day, I will just read that because it's so funny and so insane. Well, do you know what the real story of that is, though? 
is that's from the introduction of Incredible Hulk. I, I know, but I love it. Oh, okay. I just want to know if you do yeah, that. Yeah, but I love that the guy just... Yeah, just, that's what the internet is for. Yeah, right. He did it. He, yeah. He, he made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I really laugh. And I don't... Yeah, exactly. And almost ha- at the point of death, I would say. <laughs> and I hate everything. Yeah. Paramedics were dispatched to Graceland. Come on, man. Come on, Elvis. Breathe. Damn it. Elvis Presley was a legend, beloved by millions. But the circumstances surrounding his death have been shrouded in mystery. For the first time, dramatic new evidence that proves that Elvis Presley was more than the king of rock and roll. Much more. From the Imperial Palace Hotel and Casino and the Legends in Concert showroom in Las Vegas in a television exclusive, the real story behind the event that shocked the world, the Elvis Files. All these men and women share one thing. They believe that Elvis Presley may still be alive. They will tell you why. And now, our host on the Elvis Files, Bill Bixby. So uh, there's no names in this movie. The only you know name we have is we get Muldoon again. How exciting! But you know what it allowed us? It's going to allow us to do is to talk about his hair in more detail. Oh my! Like, and the, his mustache. Oh, he's great. He's awesome. I love him. He's born we, to play a scumbag. I think we could get him on this show. Well, mm, I think we I could don't see do why it. not. Why wouldn't he do it? He might. He might live in Newark. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> or the Newark of Canada, whatever that is. I don't know. <laughs> Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're uh, probably right. Yeah, nobody else. Was there anybody else really fit? The Corey's dad is like one of those guys. Oh no, Brian Husky. He's a famous. Well, he's a, he's a well known um, sketch and improv guy. Okay, and he actually I've did, seen him in a ton of shit. He's he's so funny. He's one of the funniest guys. He did a show for Adult Swim where he it's a parody of Mister Rogers, where the guy is like crazy. Okay. It's, I think it's called Mister Neighbor's House. It's <laughs> so funny. If you can look that up, it is well worth sure. your time. Um, oh, and uh, John Ennis plays the um, John Ennis from Mister Show. Again, mm-hmm. this is where my comedy nerddom comes in. Yeah. He was a cast member of Mr. Show plays the agent. Um the 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 the, the heavier agent guy oh, later. Oh, like yeah, I, all right. like, how much you I don't give a shit that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely. So, but it's weird that they like clearly somebody likes comedy. That's what I love like the casting agents or <laughs> casting right. comedians in these things cuz like who gives a shit I like know. Oh, and the mom. Oh, I have a lot to say so about the mom. So Canadian. Is she though? Yes. I have a we'll, we'll get into it. Okay, we, I have a fun. Okay, go ahead. You, All right. So what else? Up. No, that's it. What else do you have for us? Well, can I? Have a, I since we can't really get in the way back, yeah, machine I mean, for three weeks, literally seems... can walk back in time. <laughs> to... I could ask you questions about the news and pop culture. Um, I probably still couldn't name what the number one movie was. <laughs> that's a, you know what? That's a good <laughs> point. I have a new game. Okay. Did not time out the opening. I mean, if you don't know what it is, though, yeah, you're, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. Oh, there. Here it comes. I didn't know the intro was this long. Uh, this has got to be like a remix. Maybe this is the remix. day. It is 520, so yeah. How many Canadian Corys can we fit in one episode? I had to. <laughs> so this is the Cory game. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. 
Is Corey Stanton involved in this game? <laughs> I thought about it. I'll be honest. I don't know if he listens. He but does I, listen. I did sincerely think about it, and I was like, "Oh, but can, I don't." You know more about him than I do, so I was like, "There's no way I'll have Unfor- trivia." Unfortunately, I <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> did, did he or did he not sleep on an incline bed in the middle of in a couch in the middle of your apartment? Uh, so, for each question, you have three choices: Corey Feldman, mm-hmm. Corey Haim, yeah. or neither. Okay. And if it's neither, it's it's a true fact about another teen star from the 80s. Okay. You don't have to guess who it is, but it could be fun All to right. guess. All right, sure. I like this game. All right, question one. Some of these are just about films they starred in. Some of them oh. are trivia facts. Some are personal details. <laughs> Some are, I couldn't even believe. Now I know you were so busy this week. I did. I, yeah, that wasn't grading papers. Are you kidding? <laughs> sorry, sorry to my students who still need their response papers back. Number one, starred in the 1990 film Solar Crisis with Charlton Heston. Oh, my God. I am going to be terrible at this game. Um, I'll go neither. Correct. Neither. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, wow. I thought I could get you on the first yeah. one. Do you want to guess what child star? Uh, I would say of the 80s and early 90s. 80s, early 90s. Like really famous? I, I was a star of a television show. Neil Patrick Harris. Great guess. No. Okay. Corin Nemec. His, okay. his, the straight version of Doogie Howser. Sure. Parker Lewis can't lose. Starred in TV movie Out on the Edge mm. with Richard Jenkins, who is in the current Oscar nominee The Shape of Water. Also starred on Six Feet Under. I'll go Feldman. I'm sorry, Ken. It's neither. <laughs> it's Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> so I will I will give you a little bit of a hint. Everybody on this list who's an answer was born between 1971 and 1973. Okay. So I, try, I tried to group them yeah. together by generation. Starred in a movie with Patrick Swayze's brother... Mm-hmm. Don Swayze. Star of True Blood. One of the stars of True Blood. Plays a werewolf. What year? Edge of Honor. I'm going to look up the year. <laughs> see, that helps me. I can't see Corey Haim being in a movie called Edge of Honor. Also starred Meredith Salinger. Who's that? Who is the wife of Pat Oswalt. <laughs> oh, okay. And also starred in The Journey of the Natty Gan. <laughs> one of those like 80s Disney movies. She was the star. I can't okay. remember which one. I'll... Uh... So remember, Feldman, yeah. Haim, neither. I'll, I'll go neither. Incorrect. <laughs> is it Feldman? It is Feldman. All right. That was my other guess. It, it is a 33% Feldman. chance. Yeah, like this is why I like this game. Right, here you go. Edge of Honor. Kind of looks like Rambo or Missing in Action for Teens. It looks like Red Dawn and Rambo had a baby. Yeah, because he's got the headband on. Yeah. Oh, he, ha- he basically has the same outfit in Lost Boys. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to try it. <laughs> it was just a weekend outing to develop their skills. Oh, 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 oh. That's the yes, fakest I yell. <laughs> but these scouts are about to discover. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Just was this a TV movie? The wilderness can be. Bazooka. I think it's a real Bazookas. <laughs> Why does he sound like Christian Slater? I don't know. You lost? No. There's there he is. He looks exactly the same now. Holy shit. Their motto was be prepared. He looks like Patrick Swayze if he fucked a rat. Nothing. <laughs> like Splinter? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shooting in this movie. So it's like Deliverance, The yeah. River Wild, yes. and Red Dawn. Yeah. That actually sounds like a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody out here. 
She actually doesn't look that bad this movie. I'm the guy that saved your Oh! High waisted jeans. Yeah. He tried to shoot them right off her with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, they're like the Ewoks, too. Yeah, they have the two boulders. Yeah, they do. Look, he, that's basically what he Naga does. knocker. <laughs> oh, that's a Rambo trick. There, he did it, see? Yeah! <laughs> oh. Try goodbye. Oh, oh she blew it out with a handgun? <laughs> wow. A whole barn? And Scott Reeves. Edge of Honor. The ultimate merit badge is survival. I thought he was going to say death. Yeah, murder. <laughs> that, that is the that ultimate merit badge. I might have to watch that. Uh, next question. Appeared in the film Jaws of Satan. <laughs> okay. Nineteen eighty-one, so an early Ooh. appearance. Oh, now, I know it's not him. Now remember that all these people were born between nineteen seventy-one, nineteen seventy-three, so they would have been eight to ten years old. I'll go neither. Correct. Okay. So it's another child star of the eighties. This female. I'll give you that hint. Okay. Elizabeth Berkeley. Nice guess. A, a little, a little older than her though. Christina Applegate. Oh, sure. Of the Applegate Farms fortune. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Starred in Prayer of the Roller Boys. <laughs> what year? I mean, it has to be 1991 if it's about rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> Just black and pink rollerblades. Oh, God, so 1990, starring Patricia Arquette. I'll go. Haim. Correct. Yeah. There we go. That's a Hame movie. If yeah, I yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. How did they not talk about Blown Away in this movie, by the way? I wrote down, where's Nicole Egger? <laughs> yeah. She, she dated one of them for like four years. Yeah. Mm. Where is Nicole Egger? That's the tagline for this episode. <laughs> Hashtag bring back our girl. <laughs> for solar baby or roller babies? <laughs> Is basically solar babies, <laughs> chocolate babies. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna top Edge of Honor, but uh, really, Prayer of the Roller <laughs> I feel pretty confident. Pra oh, with prayer. Oh, sorry. What do you think I was saying? Player. They're coming. Hame. Arquette. In. So my roller boy now? Not quite. Oh, it's like Sid Vicious, the wrestler. There they are. Oh, there we go. Blades. <laughs> A lot of gunplay. Something moving on. Is he wearing like long johns? Yeah, it's cold in LA at night. Oh, he has a duster on. I think those were white. Oh, a lot of tongue there. Those are white khakis. White khakis, white rollerblades, white duster. You know? There's a lot of them. Several dusters. Oh, he looked kind of ripped there. Hame. Oh, circles. He's like... Remember, he was... Yeah, they probably were. You're right. Remember, he was a hockey player. I know. I'm reminding the audience that this is why he's in a rollerblade. Look at all those dusters. <laughs> They're in a gag, Ken. That's got to be hard to fire a gun on rollerblades. The song is called Blown Away. Like Nicole Egger. <laughs> yes. That's the string. That no, that's the mafia. <laughs> uh, that looks like the worst movie I've, that's ever been made. 
We did see Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. <laughs> I, I, I could I could do this for an hour. Yeah, just this, so if people are mad about this, this might podcast. be a bonus episode cut out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So who won Best Leading Young Actor in a Film in 1985? So it's got to be Hain for Lucas. Nominated. Did not win. He lost to Peter Billingsley. Oh, sure. One note movie. The Dirt Bike Kid. The Dirt Bike Kid. Correct. Well done. You didn't think I was going to get that one. I did. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I actually was like, shit. I thought that would get a bigger laugh, but you knew it. The derp- you know, I remember the cover of the DV, of, of the course. VHS. Yeah, because it was like enticing to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that was the era of Rad. And, yeah. Sure. Oh, great movie. I love to, like, he's in Lucas. That's probably his best, like, performance. Yeah. And he lost to the dirt bike team. <laughs> Like he's like sitting there waiting for the award. Like, how could it not be me? Yeah. Like, who else is gonna win this year? It could be Peter Billingsley for the dirt bike kid. Unless he was like playing like a was he like molested or something in the movie? It was like a serious movie? What dirt bike kid? Yeah. No, it was not. I think it was like Herbie the Love Bug. But... I love those movies. Yeah, the they're 70s. great. My dad had them on um on film. We used to put it on on the a projector. The wheel reel to reel. Yeah. Like to move it, move it. Oh, Medusa Communications. <laughs> Oh, it's like the Wraith. Yeah, I don't remember this. It really is just like the Wraith. <laughs> Maybe it is the Wraith. Loomis? This is the this Wraith. This is the Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> it's false advertising. It's sad that we knew it was the Wraith. I really... Within eight seconds. Oh, here it is. For Jack, that dream has just come true. Ever wanted a very special friend? Oh, so it's like short circuit. Just found or Christine. <laughs> yeah, that's which way this one. goes. It's like Herbie, right? <laughs> it's, her, it's like Herbie. Magic is real. <laughs> I thought you were kidding. No, that's what I remember it being like. He looks like he's never been on anything resembling a bike. In a movie where anything is possible... If you liked Herbie. <laughs> if you like motorcycles flying across the sky. <laughs> oh, like E.T.? Did you see that? how fake that looked? Yes. Oh, Stuart Pankin. Sure. I love Stuart Pankin. Oh, from not necessarily the news. <laughs> did, did that bike just fart? Yeah. <laughs> Where friendship is very special. <laughs> the bike no, got, the something bike. you thought you'd never say. <laughs> the bike got so bad it farted. Uh, oh, of course. There's a, oh, yeah, that's him. The 15 year old kid. That guy looked 27 <laughs> years old on that bike. <laughs> like Carrie Hart. <laughs> he did. Oh, I hope Pink is in this. Are like the the are the the two headlights like it's, it's balls? <laughs> and the and the guard on the the thing is his <laughs> it's dong. Yeah. Most of all, it's a movie about a machine that has discovered a heart. This is the fucking longest trailer. So is KID like the name of the bike? Like like it stands for something? Uh, like Daryl? I don't remember. Oh my god, E.T. <laughs> that bike doesn't get hard for kids. Starred in an NBC comedy musical special called How to Eat Like a Child. <laughs> Was it, is it just like chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese? <laughs> I believe it's from the early 80s. Like 81 or 80. Hmm. I'll go Feldman. Correct. 
It is Corey Feldman. Is a Freemason. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I found it fascinating. Um, I'll go neither. Neither. They're idiots. Corin Quirky Nemec yeah. is a Freemason. Yeah. Of course. Appeared in the Moby video, We Are All Made of Stars. Mm. That's interesting. That's a good question. Yeah, um, I was fascinated by this as well. A lot of these I'll things go, popped I'll, up. I couldn't believe it. I'll go Haim. Should I trust your instincts? It's Feldman. Oh, really? Yeah, because remember, he's kind of quasi-music related. I might have to ask you to leave. <laughs> More than Haim. Okay. He put out albums. That's fair. I mean, we could put out an album. Well, yeah, but this is when you had to like be on a record label, not when you All could right, just put it on the internet. Enough. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, he was famous for his, his the truth movement, his band. Like, It's a lot of... Oh, you never seen that? Oh, we'll get into that. Don't worry. That's coming up. Starred in the Canadian television series Man Advantage. Now, you're trying to throw me because Haim is Canadian. <laughs> of course. This is the game. And he's a hockey player. Of course. I'll say neither. <laughs> neither. I made that up. <laughs> okay. Man Advantage. It's good. It's good. I know. <laughs> there were a lot of Canadian shows and I was laughing at all the titles. I was like, I got to think of one of these. I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Man Advantage. <laughs> Starred in the TV show Roomies. What? <laughs> you a dirt bike? <laughs> um, I just got insulted by Stuart Pankin. <laughs> Roomies. What year? Oh, I want to say 82 to 86, but let me look. Let me look. So it's Burt Young. Mm-hmm. Paulie from I know Rocky. who Burt Young is. <laughs> All right. You looked at me like you, you dead stare. Uh, 1987. Oh, wow. So a 42-year-old Marine sergeant and a 14-year-old fish-obsessed genius strike a perfect and reciprocal balance as college freshman roommates. I would watch that show. Yeah. Fish-obsessed? I look. Uh, Gotta have a hook. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll go neither. Oh, wow. It's Haim. Really? Haim. Yeah. And he seems weird, right? That yeah. He was, he was a bigger star than that. Yeah. But I guess maybe that might have been a big sitcom. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it could have been his break. It was like right in the middle of him making all those huge movies. Like though. Bateman with It's Your Move. Like it could be one of those. Mm. <sighs> all right. Released the hip hop single Too Real For You. Feldman. So close. Neither. I made that one up. But <laughs> he did release the single Honesty, the hip hop single Honesty in 1993, <sighs> which we are now going to listen to. Featuring Brian Austin Green. It is worse than that. This is a live performance. I couldn't find the recorded version. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sir Osis of Liver, and welcome back to the Electric Circus. It's time for a live performance for you right now. This man is named Corey Feldman, and the track is named Honesty on Electric Circus. Honesty. Yeah, right. Here we go now. That olive suit he's wearing is very 1993, though. Dated Fiona Apple. Oh. 
Oh. Neither. Correct. Dated Spice Girl Ginger Spice. No way. <laughs> Haim. No, but Haim did date Victoria Beckham, another wow. of the Spice Girls. Shocking. Dated Vanessa Marcel mm. of 90210 fame. Mm. These sons of bitches. Uh... This is how famous they were, though. This I is know. like Feldman. Correct. A practitioner of Taekwondo. <sighs> <laughs> Neither. Correct. Emmanuel Lewis was the answer. <laughs> Completed the Dopey Challenge at the Walt Disney Resort, which involves running a 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon on four consecutive days. No way. <laughs> Neither. Correct. It was Sean Astin. Okay. Was a spokesman for the Whopper. Feldman. Incorrect. Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Appeared in a commercial for McDonald's gift certificates. Oh, come on. Feldman. <laughs> Correct. His birthday is also the anniversary of the notorious B.I.G.'s death. His birthday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what is that? Uh, I forget what it was. June, maybe? I believe that's right. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Haim. Incorrect. Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Was present at the launch of the Challenger when it exploded. Oh, God. 86. Uh, neither. Correct. You want to take a guess who was? Manuel Lewis. <laughs> Peter Billingsley. He was <laughs> a junior astronaut. <laughs> yeah, the dirt bike kid. He flew there. <laughs> well, right, that's la- what brought it down. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was Loomis. It was the Wraith. <laughs> uh, last question. Appeared live on stage at Knott's Berry Farm with DJ Hollywood Hamilton. As part of a teen anti-drugs campaign. Neither. <laughs> Incorrect. Corey Haim, who died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Wow. Boy. Well, that has been uh, the Corey challenge. All right, Ken. Well, after 42 minutes, we're ready to talk about the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's get into it. So we open up in 1984 Los Angeles. Terminator just came out. Feel good. Good year. <laughs> Born in the USA. 84 Donruss was a good baseball Yeah, set. that was a nice year. Yeah, I agreed. Not as good as 86, but <clears throat> right. 86 tops, of course. Don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> so we get an opening shot of fake Michael Jackson dancing with the glove on. Filmed with a camcorder. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I was into this movie right away. I, so the two things I cannot reconcile about this movie is, one, the production value and choices is great. The clothes, the music, yeah. the houses, everything looks it's exactly perfect. how it should. And Michael Jackson doesn't even look like Tito. No. It is the worst Michael Jackson. Like, he's not bad in the impression, but the guy just it does, does not, not look like a man it, It's all. like they couldn't commit to late or early period. You know what I mean? Because he's starting to like look a little white. Yeah. Like the pancake makeup white. I don't mean yeah, just yeah. like yeah, yeah. like a white person, but just white the color. Right. It, it, so I was a little annoyed by that. So Feldman, is, uh, he's doing a voiceover how much he loves the King of Pop. <laughs> Which is like the one thing everybody knows. Yeah, about everybody him. knows, right. Because he was like impersonating him for years. Yeah. There's a great Mr. Show sketch actually about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where they kind of, they they have this like teen character who's obsessed with 
this one dance move and he just does it over and over and people go apeshit for it. It's so funny. <laughs> That's great. I'll, pu- I'll, I'll, I'll put a link uh, to it. Uh, so, uh, Feldman sees the, you know, the shiny glove that was Michael's, oh. one of Michael's trademarks. Yeah. So, he puts on one of his grandfather's old World War II gloves from his uniform. I guess, yeah, like dress gloves. Yeah. At first, I, th- I thought he just put on like a gardening glove. No, no. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, he goes in this whole story about his dad, his grandpa was a veteran. Yeah. And he's allowed in his study to look at his things. and Yeah. Well, they're just setting up what happens later. I know, but is the grandpa dead? I would think so. No. Oh. Because that whole room was like preserved. It was like someone. Yeah. Was, it was weirdly. It was uh, weird. Because so they're like a middle class here. family. They weren't like. So his grandfather would have been in the 60s? Would have been like our grandparents' age, I imagine. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Fair enough. So his mom comes in very white trashy. Loved her. For a hot second, I thought it was Uma Thurman. <laughs> really? She, she, like, just from the side, I was like, holy shit. And I was like, ow. Uh, she starts busting his balls about learning lines for the Goonies. Like, the, the, what, the thing about I loved about this movie is they loved, like, the drop ins. Yeah, but not, but they missed, like, all, there's so many more. Right. I just did 25 questions about things that they didn't mention. <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we uh, we flip to Haim. What am I, Nell Carter? <laughs> he, grew up, he, he grew up in Toronto. Uh, his dad, of course, wants him to be a hockey player. D- okay, did you see when they sat down to dinner? Oh, uh, yeah, but what did I miss? Do you see they're drinking? Every <laughs> single one of them? No. They had gigantic cups of orange juice <laughs> with dinner. Ew, oh, uh, uh, honey, Corey, it's time for dinner. Here's some meatloaf, broccoli, and orange Made juice. Made orangina. <laughs> I, I did put that down, like maybe it's orange drink, but that's not much better. Like high C, Ugh. it it gr- I could not get past it. Orange juice, <laughs> so, nobody, nobody likes orange juice. It, it, it didn't look like orange because it was it was it was really colored. Like it didn't yeah. look like that kind of lighter whatever yeah, yeah. translucent yeah. bullshit. You know, Sunny D. <laughs> so they definitely did have purple stuff. No. Uh, so he we could like. The only thing they they cut like really fast to, to things in this movie is the other thing like we, so we immediately cut the set of like Lucas. But it's also weird because we don't see highlights. Like, well, no, we don't see like him getting this major role. Or, but like later they focus on we we spend minutes on the the boring as shit, but we don't see like casting or you know no, like the shit you want to see like right. How huge they like they both well more so him I think was much bigger. Yeah, they could have had like a fake teen magazine. So popular like when we, we just were said kids. they dated like the hottest women Alyssa Milano like, I, I would say every girl like in fourth fifth grade was obsessed with Corey Haim yeah well he had the mouth open <laughs> he's ready to munch of that bush oh my god <laughs> so disgusting all right what I love too about the mom and the the, the Canadian mom yeah I don't know if you know it's double denim of course she oh yeah denim Canadian jacket with denim. Wait, oh, it, it, they're it, going to a wedding it, <laughs> between two horses <laughs> It was perfect. Like I, like if there's an Emmy for production design or costume design, they nailed oh, yeah. every they were awesome. single detail. I, I agree to, I, to to the point that I was astonished how good it was. That the movie was so shitty, yet that part of it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it made no sense. True. <laughs> so he's we're on the set of Lucas uh, Hames. You know, acting whatever. He meets this creepazoid producer who's like the first molester of him. Did you notice though when he's doing the scene with the girl in the convertible? So they do the scene, yeah. right? And he's like, meh, 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 whatever. And then they shake hands after. The, him and, him the and the girl? Why? Is it the end <laughs> the of the great movie? Scene. No, yeah, good they scene. were just like, but yeah. it, it was so strange. Canadian. It's very polite. <laughs> no one does that in movies. You don't shake hands after a scene. Even I know that. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Maybe Christ. They do. I don't know. No, they don't. 
Fuck you. Okay. Back to L.A. with Feldman. He's on the set of Goonies. Oh, yeah, they kind of imply he gets molested in that trailer, though. Uh, imply? <laughs> well, they don't show it. Well, when they... Considering they, later we see they, him get blown by another guy. No, they do, because when they're... When he's... um. Um, I'm sorry. When he's in his room, when they move to L.A. and his mom's calling from dinner, when he, oh, he when has he the first, flashbacks. Yeah. When oh, he first you're right. Yeah, up, yeah. He takes them hard. That was not a loving. Yeah, it embrace. wasn't like hand stuff. Yeah. No. No. It was. It, it was the the. Yeah. It was straight to fifth virginity. <laughs> Chris Tucker was there. <laughs> I love Do that you want to understand the penis that's, that's going up my butt? Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who do, you, who do you remember? That one of the most beautiful women in the world? Uh, okay. Bruce Willis? <laughs> so we're on the set of Goonies where the King of Pop shows up. Uh, fake Michael Jackson wants to see uh, Corey Feldman's moves, his dance moves. Okay, can I just tell you one other thing that I noticed in all the trivia that I looked up of all the people we taught? Literally, yeah. I would say everyone except for Billingsley and Nemec was friends with Michael Jackson. Every really? every single one of them said at some point hung out with Michael Jackson, spent time at Michael Jackson's. That's Michael a little, ja- went to Michael Jackson's funeral because they were friends. It's a little odd. Yeah, I know. Emmanuel Lewis. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> so so I love when Michael shows up with the 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 famous black and gold military oh, attire. I love, I love it. Do you think he really wore that? Yes, everywhere? I do. All right. He he is in, he's an insane millionaire. Of course he did. <laughs> he looks like Noriega. <laughs> I, I loved it. He he did look he did sound a little bit like him and the dance moves were good, but he did not look like him. And it, no, it annoyed no. me. And uh, the actor playing Feldman, his moves were atrocious. He yeah, was but trying. That, but to be fair, so were Corey Feldman. I like, think Corey Feldman was he had the impression pretty good. I think he was better later. We're talking yeah, remember, we're true. talking like eighty five or six. Yeah. I think by the like nineteen ninety he was really good. But I don't think when he he tried to he was practicing the moonwalk on a carpet like a rug. Well, you can't. It's gonna bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Agreed. On a Berber rug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after uh, Lucas, the Hames moved to L.A. to so get focused solely on his career. I love his dad at that dinner too. Like he just has the biggest can of beer I've ever seen. <laughs> it was he? Was, it, it was Schaefer beer. It was like yeah, but it was like it was like two yeah, hands. like a Foster's. <laughs> yeah, like did they have those? Then? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Pull tab. Yeah, I was gonna say I noticed pull tab as well. A two and wind. Haim starts smoking a little reefer, and his the long, demon weed. His long journey with drugs begins. We cut to Feldman, who's getting bullied at high school. Bullies try to give him a swirly for his efforts. Yeah. And uh, he kind of fights his way out of it. Yeah. Which I'm sure is like really happens to these yeah, kids. Th- that felt like the most realistic scene. Like they really went for it. They're like pushing him and like they look like they were really fighting. Yeah. And and like it's got to be weird. For, like not that I feel bad for these. I mean I kind of feel no, bad for child actors. No, when school though. Because like it's ba- you're going to get bullied anyway and then now you're getting bullied because right. you're like an actor which in the 80s like they, you know you're going to be called gay right. and just beaten up. It's just... Yeah, and the kids are jealous. They're oh, shitheads. Of course. You know, like, all right. Yeah, I mean, look at the girls they were dating. It's and true. the dudes, frankly. They were getting it all <laughs> angles. Uh, it, did it, you notice? It, are we up to the Lucas premiere yet or no? Um, I, did, I didn't do take a lot of Feldman notes. I have more Haim notes. No, I think I might have skipped it. What, what do you have for that? It was insane. Like, it was like a huge premiere. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a big premiere relative to like his Canadian upbringing. Like, it seemed like that, but they made it look like it was Terminator 2. Yeah. It was, it was crazy over the top. It was, it was very annoying. So, Feldman gets home and his mom's plastered. He has a black guy from the flight and his mom like flips out. So, then we get a disturbing shot uh, of. See, like, the only thing about this movie is they try to be a little like funny and loosey-goosey and then they'll have like super serious right. scenes like him he had a gun in his mouth in the bathtub like ready to blow his head off yeah and i'm sure that really happened right but they don't 
it, that's what you were saying earlier. Like they didn't learn. They didn't learn how to make this movie. Nor did the characters seem to have any arc. Like right. it's just constant. Either they're having total fun, which maybe was real, but it didn't feel earned to me. I was like, Jesus Christ, that escalated. Like, yeah. I get that he's depressed about school, but we showed one scene. Yeah, yeah. We didn't and show him getting nothing else happening to him. We didn't cut to like the molestate. There was nothing no, else nothing. to like get it. He's just like, I'm in a bathtub and I'm gonna blow my brains yeah. out. Which uh, I don't know if they were trying to say he just suffers from depression. He, me, yeah, and then he was also molested or whatever. Right. Which you know, all real stuff that they could have taken more seriously. I think. It was, you're right. It just didn't. It, make, it just didn't. Yeah. I do it, love the idea though. That he's sitting in a bathtub with the phone, well, with with a gun in his mouth, and there's a phone in the bathroom, and he and it interrupts him. Yeah. Why is there a phone in the bathroom? Number one, two. Like, if you're gonna do it. Yeah, because be like, there was oh. nobody home, right? right? So like, it wasn't a cry for help type thing. Like, no. they filmed it like he had a gun in his mouth and he was gonna shoot himself. Yeah. And the phone rings and it's Corey Haim. I know, but but like he's just like, oh, I guess I should answer this phone. I, I can't yeah. go. I can't go not knowing who it is. <laughs> I might have won a cruise if <laughs> he picks it up. <laughs> um, I know they do that in the 80s, but it's still fun. So the phone rings is tame. He wants to hang out because they're going to be in the Lost Boys together. So this was my favorite scene. I'm sure it was yours, too. I could we, have be- a lot, we have a lot to unpack here. I couldn't believe what he said on the phone. Why don't we go play football together on the beach with our dads? What? Yeah. That's a thing? Is that a sentence you would ever say in your life? Well, first of all, who plays two-on-two football? Yeah, they've played that. Oh, come on. Two on two? When sure. you were 14? Maybe when you're six. Yeah, well. Get a friend. It was the dumbest, lamest game of football I've ever seen, and I hated every minute of it. I loved it so I much. mean, I loved it, but I hated it. So, they, so they're going to meet up at the beach, play some football. Fed, Feldman's dad comes to pick him up, and it's Muldoon. Yeah, that was great. I put he, in all caps, Muldoon. He, all right, so let me set this picture for you guys. Muldoon pulls up in an El Camino, a black El Camino. Yep. Which, for you don't know what an El Camino is, it's a car with a pickup truck back. Yeah, the okay? classic Chevy. Yeah. Chevrolet. El Camino. So <laughs> it's, he's it's rocking. Spanish for the Camino. <laughs> he's rocking a tank top and this amazing mustache. It, oh, it's brilliant. It's like fake, but not. Yeah. Like, it just, I can't, I had no idea what it was going on. And, and you know what I liked about it is you could tell Muldoon was like having fun. Oh, yeah. He loved it. Yeah. But just again to your point though, like everybody's having fun in a movie about death and drug addiction and, and molestation. molestation. Well, you know why I think they gave Muldoon the mustache? I don't think that guy had one. It's just to make him look younger. I think he was probably too old for that part. Yeah, you're probably right. Because he looked older in um, Blind Lady. Uh, mol- yeah, 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 yeah. What was that called? In, in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> so they meet up at the beach and they're playing with a Nerf Turbo football. Was that out yet? It was not a Turbo. It, it wasn't. Was, it was regular. I looked. Okay. But it was a nerve. That was accurate. Again, production design. They got the <laughs> details right. If you go back to the Canadian high school, the teacher had a vest, like a vest, like a denim vest with like uh, uh, little patches, you know, like sewn into it, like uh, like almost like a quilt, like a yeah, quilt. Yeah. And, I know you. It was perfect. <laughs> like I want to go as her for Halloween. It was so good. Muldoon is rocking Zubaz pants. Oh, I I lost my <laughs> shit when I saw Muldoon. He was so good. It, those pants were just. If you don't know what Zubaz are, oh, please yeah, do yourself on, Please look them up. Giants fans, you know what Zubaz pants are. <laughs> uh, any, anybody from Philly or New York? We're at Rosedale today. Zubas are back. Can you believe it? This year, they hit the mall. They've got a kiosk at Rosedale, and we've got to check it out, because really, who the heck is going to buy Zubas, and more importantly, who's going to wear them? Do you feel that there's really anywhere Zubas can't go? Uh, no. Really? Uh, yeah. Black no tie way. affair? Yeah, Zubas? absolutely. Why not? Okay. Where would you wear your Zubas? Oh, around the house, around the farm. Uh-huh. Um, 
hop out of the pool in the summertime, nice and cool for that. Uh -huh. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy. It's uh, elastic waist. Uh-huh. Uh, strength, so. So you just kind of expand as you go. Exactly. I mean, Feldman's running around holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Like, protect the ball, son. You're going to fumble. Yeah. And, and the only one there who looked even remotely athletic was Muldoon. And even then, he barely threw a spiral. <laughs> So this part infuriated me. So throughout the movie, uh, Haim has this necklace that says 222 on it. Now, supposedly it's like this big thing that he loves, but it, it's just so stupid. And he's even wearing it at the end of the movie, which, come on. So his explanation for the, the 222 necklace is he said it's a thing with his dad, and the number is amazing because he could divide it by anything. No, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, you can't. First of all, any number could be divided by any number except for zero. He's like, no matter what, you could. It's, he goes, it's infinite. You could divide it by anything. Divide it by five, jerk off. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I, I laughed so hard. I didn't even write it down because I was like, this is so insane. That, why leave that in? It's so stupid. It, and they it, come back to it. He has it on at the end. I know. When he's adult, Corey, he, no. But You're going to lose that necklace in five minutes. But in, in the movie, right? A movie about drug addiction, fame, sex, mm -hmm. and molestation. Why do we need a three-minute scene about a necklace that means nothing to the plot? Because he doesn't have a relationship with his dad at the end. And the number doesn't come up again. It's not like... The number doesn't mean anything. I know. This is my point. Why do we need it? It's not infinite. I feel like we're saying the same thing. <laughs> you it, can't divide by anything. <laughs> That's what he says. You can divide it by anything. Well, yeah, I can divide it by Dr. anything, Dr. Suggles too. woke up to see what we were yelling about. She's Ugh, staring at us like... Infuriating. Yeah, I, I agree. And then Corey Feldman's like, oh, yeah. You know, you like, know why? No. Get a calculator and try it. Hey, it doesn't. Maybe maybe you should get your head out of the toilet at school and go to math class. <laughs> Fucking I go to algebra two, jerk off. Oh my god! It's, uh, so they're so they're hanging oh, out. Oh, I couldn't pull the teacher's name in the leak land. Yeah. <laughs> so they're hanging out later Shit. and later, and uh, Haim is bragging about how he asked out Robin Lively, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I laugh really hard at that. I mean, who wouldn't want to brag about asking out the star of Teen Witch? It top that. <laughs> Love it. She and she was hot, like oh sure, Blake Lively's cousin as well. Yeah, so or the montage, her cousin. Yeah. The, I think it's her cousin. The montage scenes in this movie are awesome, like just the super the, soakers. Oh, and, first of all, too early for super. Yeah, soaker. I thought that. I too. got very. That was the one mistake the entire movie. <laughs> besides, I mean, I, I besides could be there wrong. being a Nerf turbo football. Thought, it was, it was not a turbo. We can look at it. I can. You know, I would pay attention to that. <laughs> I knew they were drinking OJ at dinner. All right, <laughs> you're true. in charge of keeping the train going. I pay attention to the details. I don't cover everything, but what I cover, I cover in depth. So they go to start uh, filming the Lost Boys, and I like that they use the real Lost Boys music. Yeah, it's weird. There are scenes with real music from the yeah, 80s, there and scenes with fake music. Yeah, yeah. So there's when they're outside the club, they have a fake groove <laughs> is in the heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I it sounds like groove yeah, is in yeah, the heart, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. But then later, I was like, oh, this sounds like we, we don't need to take our clothes off. Yeah, it was. And then that. it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but oh. he does. But like, all right, so we could cut to that scene for a second. Okay. Because they make it seem like Michael Jackson came on because they're just like, oh, you know the dance move oh, for this. Oh, right, right, right. And then it's, you could take your clothes off. Yeah. So it's not Michael Jackson. It was strange. But I was also like, are they, f I really sincerely thought they were faking it. And then it got to the chorus. I was like, oh. Yeah. We don't need to take our clothes off. No, we but don't. they were not to have a good time. So I had a, I had some more trivia about the from the questions I, did, I didn't actually use. I know surprisingly <laughs> enough, uh, but they used to go to this night this kids nightclub, like a teen nightclub. That's where that was. Okay, I, I, I forgot the name of it now, but it was like famous for all these young like Hollywood stars okay. to go to. So I think that's they they were like the stars of the stars. Yeah, know? I got I got yeah. you. Which sure, they kind of showed. I think. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely like the the, the party boys of. 
like, you know, <laughs> of that particular the club. What was that, a jackass party yeah, boy? Yeah, I love party boy. Oh, God. I forgot about what that. What a great idea for a skit. <laughs> it was funny. It was so... St- I had not thought Like, when they it. go to Japan and oh, do it. I haven't thought about that The the, the funny thing about when they go to... Uh, uh, I forget his Chris Pontius. Yeah. When he goes to do party boy in Japan, they... They don't even think it's that weird. Yeah, that's what I want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, let's. That's got to be on the list. <laughs> on location, I know. Uh, uh, Canadian one, bowling alley. Two of our two of our fans, uh, Alison Lefkowitz and Stefan Endicott, who are married to each other, are, went to Japan, enjoyed it immensely, and enjoyed Japan-oriented things. So, if they want to tell us about party boy in Japan, <laughs> yes. please write in <laughs> cyberbulliespod at gmail <laughs> or you can just tell me it works your office. Is <laughs> Either way, uh, so. Feldman, they have because they're young actors. They need like a chaperone in the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Feldman gets his new chaperone, who within ten minutes proceeds to molest Corey Haim. Yeah, that was a very strange scene. It was. They're ripping like uh, <laughs> the bong ripping hits. And the tear. <laughs> they're doing bong hits while Haim's no, but, doing bong hits. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And uh, Feldman wants to like run scenes. Feldman wants to be like a serious actor. Yeah, he's like, and Haim is the classic like super talented shithead that doesn't try. Exactly, but he's still better than Feldman. Right, and they're setting up the track of the movie, which is one's gonna die, one's gonna live. <laughs> that is, yeah, you true. know what I mean. They're trying to say here's why, because he's like addicted. He he needs the drugs in a way that Feldman doesn't. Right. So they're they're he uh, Haim's doing bong hits, and all of a sudden this like creepazoid uh, chaperone comes in and like whispers in Haim's ear. And then they all just go into the bathroom. Okay, no, but here, okay, we need to break this down further because mm-hmm. he opens the door as the new chaperone, and then Feldman says, "Oh, that's Marty." Marty, or, I think. And he's like, "Oh, Marty was with me on whatever, whatever movie, yeah. right?" And he's like, "Oh, I know Marty. He's cool. Don't worry." But he says it in a way that like we should be worried, right? And then and and Haim says this later in the movie. I give him credit. He goes, "Will you let me, you know, be molested? You just let it happen." And I was like, he did. He, he just did. was like, he just left the hotel. Yeah, where he should have, like, realistically, like, but like, you know, though they set it up like, Haim Cutton doesn't mind it either. Well, they set it up that he's so he's so out of it. That's what I read. Is that he stands up and he's like wobbly in his oh, eyes. Oh, really? Like, I didn't get that. Yeah, I got. I it get as, it. Like, I got that. Oh, this is just a part of being in Hollywood, and you have to do stuff well, like this. That was what they told Feldman, right? When he got or but, no Haim? No, that, that's the what, boys' club or whatever. Yeah, that was Haim, okay. and I think Haim was just like, "All right, well, this is part of my job." This is sad that I'm confusing them within this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a they, they're probably like, "Fuck, yeah." So when he goes, in, but uh, yeah, he's like, "Oh well, Marty's gay," and he's like, "Oh, you know, I like boys, I like girls." Yeah, he's. I mean, he's ultimate. He just he just reads like a creep. Yeah. And then you're like, Feldman's like, yeah, well, I'll go fuck him. And he just leaves. He's like, yeah. what? So Feldman runs away from the situation. Uh, he gets picked up by this local who <laughs> introduces him to cocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- so they end up like partying all night, having sex. So he's all hopped up on Yayo and he like uh, crashes and he's late to his first day on set of Lost Boys. Yes. Where he has the full fucking Lost Boys garb on. Yeah, which it's is great. great. He had it, the red bandana They did a good on. job. It was awesome. And he has like the he's starting to have the, like the long hair. Yeah, you can see great. it. I yeah. love it so much. Uh, so they show Joel, Joel Schumacher girls in his tur- tirade. Yeah, it, it, it was f- fucking great. He yells at Hames or uh, uh, yells at Feldman, and like so I think they say Hames kind of gets him to stay on the movie. Isn't that what you got? Because Joel, oh, Joel yeah, Schumacher yeah, on yeah, the fire. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, oh, uh, actually, I'm gonna wait till later. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I, I have something I don't want. Can you throw me the pen? I don't want to forget this, yeah. but it's not relevant right now. Uh, so then we get to uh, 
my other favorite part of the movie where so now like after Lost Boys that's when and that's really I guess true is like when they really were popular because that movie first of all I love that movie I haven't seen it in a while I wonder if it's still good as I like I can't I've not seen it in 20 years yeah at least. we should watch it because I, I I still think it would probably hold up without like the 80s stuff yeah, I, it's a good idea. It's a cool movie. Yeah. And like uh, Kiefer Sutherland, there's good people in it. Jason Patrick's in it. Yeah, we'll be talking about it. And uh, <laughs> what's his name from uh, Hobo's Christmas is the grandpa. Oh, yeah. She's Cincinnati Chase Herald. Grovener. Oh, no, Chase, Chase Grovener. Grovener. I, I want it to be Cincinnati Herald, but it's Chase Grovener. But I, I love that movie growing up. Um, probably if you asked me in 1987 what my favorite movie was, I probably would have said Lost Boys. Wow. <laughs> it was not Dirt Bike Kid? <laughs> No, not Herbie the Love Boy, <laughs> okay. but a dirt bike. Mine was Prayer for the Roller Boys. I knew it was coming out in three years. <laughs> so the two quarries blow up. We get some awesome fake Teen Beat covers, it, it, which were amazing. Uh, and this is where, in this part of the movie, they're acting like Brock Landers and Chess Rockwell. Yeah. They're, yeah that's they're a two, great analogy. Two idiots just being idiots. Yeah. Like having conversations about nothing and being excited about it. They're going to make music. They're going to do drugs. They're going to have... It's just like... I was like, this is Boogie Nights, this movie. Yeah. Except, that's why I liked it. <laughs> right. But, but it's like Boogie Nights without any of Without the art, any talent. Yeah. Or the artistry or the perspective, right? Because Boogie Nights is, a, is about the journey. And this movie is just about like highlighting the idiocy. Yeah. Because even when they go with uh, Muldoon and his band, right? Like th- <laughs> that that's them at the fucking studio. They're just playing the worst music and think it's the greatest. <laughs> I, I I could not stop laughing. Uh, so the, uh, Feldman ends up moving in with Muldoon, who ends up being his manager. Great decision. <laughs> It's always a good decision. Yeah, I mean, who knows more about showbiz than Muldoon? Yeah. Uh, they're so, as Kyle said, the the quarries are going out at the clubs every night. Uh, Feldman's outfits are outrageous, every single one. But I, again, if you look at Corey Feldman from nineteen eighty nine, I'm sure it, it is one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Like they nailed it. Like I, to the point that those might have been his real clothes. Like I think because he's a producer and it's based on his book, I think those are probably if he still had them, those are his real clothes. Oh, I hope him. so because they're they're too accurate. They're they're so bad because usually when you see those 80s outfits in like now, they make them slightly more like hip. Right. Right. They make them form fitting a little more. Not how they really yeah. were. They don't emphasize the shittiness. How terrible that era really yeah, like was. Like the boxiness fashion. and all that. Like you don't like we've seen that a bunch of times now. In yeah. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, there is more coke in this movie than Scarface. <laughs> There's so much cocaine in this movie. There's more blowjobs, too. Oh, my God. It is crazy how much blow they do. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I believe that's what really happened. Oh, I looked up... Yeah, I looked up what Haim was doing. Like, it was, he, had a, he had 596 prescriptions. All right. So, this can cut right nicely right into my clip. Okay. So, this interview is probably, at this point... Because when did he d- die? Like, oh... 102? No, later. Like later than that? Okay. So this is probably from like 0102. And I saw this was with uh, my friend Mike Wilson. And we were we were living together. To dress ap- pants dance. Ap- yeah, after college. <laughs> we probably, I don't know if we're, we were recording something, but we probably watched this 25 times in a row. And I miss those days. Just crying. To where I, We were laughing so hard I almost threw up from this. <laughs> to the point where this... One phrase from this clip, every time we went out Still. for probably two years, we would at least say this at least once. <laughs> okay. All right. So go ahead. All right. In July 2001, 
Hayne met with E! Entertainment Television and discussed his early career, including a TV well, commercial he did as a child. A, uh, his comments were close to incomprehensible. One was for, um, and it was below zero. I mean, you know, Toronto, you know, winter. Um, uh, extra, extra, read all about it, uh, you know, uh, what is happening? you know, uh, going out of business and get now why again da -da -da. <laughs> two weeks later producers asked Haim what happened oh during God. that first interview just things weren't going my way so Canadian that day that's it so like we would be out right and like I don't know how to feel because on one hand it's hilarious on the other hand it's so sad. It, but you remember this is like we were like oh, twenty. Oh no! At the time he wasn't dead yet. Yeah. Like you're just like this is ridiculous. Yeah. And like we would just be out and like across from bar just here. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about <laughs> below zero. Yeah, that oh would my I would lose my mind. <laughs> was that was when we would drive things into the ground oh too. My you could God. just say it. And just the greatest thing ever. It, it, oh god and the look there like he's all bloated and oh, weird and the god. hair the whole thing is just and that's just that's got to be just like painkiller like high, oh yeah like, yeah absolutely he was like i said it was 596 pills that's, or prescriptions that's just that's more than like food you would eat in a meal <laughs> right how do you get that i don't many? know how you even take that many in a right day? but that's like the michael jackson thing too right like all those people are prince like they get these famous enough they just get pills oh my god it's crazy kill the pain did they, all oh, right, so when, they get. When you, you were saying about the yayo. I, I wrote down too. It, for a movie that covers conservatively thirty years, yeah, they don't have enough content. That's why there's so many scenes of them getting high. There's not like you just constantly see them doing cocaine. They could have had real scenes in there. One, yeah. bring back our Nicole. Where is she? Where is Nicole? Eggert? She is like a huge part of the story. She got him off drugs. Like yeah. she got him to rehab. Like wh she's not even in it. No, it makes no sense. One of their like. I mean, granted, that movie was famous for us for other reasons. Oh, blown away! Yeah, but like that movie was like their last hurrah, almost. Like where that was that was them trying to be adult stars. And it like, was we're an gonna HBO make a sexy movie. thriller, right? And it was on HBO. Like I remember talking about that, be like, "Oh, gee, Nicole Eggert's a negative." I know movie. I recorded that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I probably still have it somewhere in <laughs> the depths of my parents' house. So as you're looking for that, like they get invited to a party at the Playboy Mansion, aren't they? Like 16 here. Well, this again. This goes to which one? Of, this is one of the themes of the movie. They don't do quite as good a job of highlighting, which is the total lack or failure of oversight of celebrity. Oh, kids. it's crazy! Like it's like the Drew Barrymore story. It's like all these stories are the same, but this movie doesn't like you get it, but it's not highlighted. Like it's like Corey Feldman didn't understand the lesson of his own life. Right. Like he made this movie. Yeah. It didn't get that. The problem was no one was nobody's in there. watching them. Exactly. All right, you ready for? Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. That's a question you never have to ask me more than once. The film hailed as a body heat for the 90s. Whoa, whoa. Hame, a license to drive and the Lost Boys, stars with gorgeous Nicole Eggert, <laughs> seen by millions He's on not television's lying. Baywatch in <laughs> Robocop. <Blown away. laughs> Listen, there's this party tonight. Sweet 16. I'm going to fuck that horse. You just look like the body of a 16 year old. I mean, she Which was it, man, back then. The girl of his oh, dreams. boy. Great Ooh. sex when you love someone so much. It's like you're addicted to the strongest drug in the world. That's how you know she's but 16. That's not beauty. true. Do you know the Heimlich maneuver by any chance? Because if they keep doing that, one of them is definitely going to choke. Beyond the sex. I couldn't bear the thought of losing you. I love you. 
Oh, is a Jesus. temptation. Much on that box. <laughs> oh, you buy a recipient? I mean, really kill them. If they find that he was murdered, they could tie up the inheritance forever. Ripper. <laughs> he is not good. No, he is a terrible actor. He was good at Lucas. Yeah. Oh, no, he got the bike. Because <laughs> wasn't it's Peter Billingsley. Oh, my God. Was it the twist that she was dating Feldman yeah. in this movie? Like they were in a, like a grifter scenario? Yes. Trust me, Rich, this will all work out just like you said it would. Oh, my God. The acting in this movie. Serious time for this girl. And I'm gonna stay in here and burn while you walk away with all the money, okay? Why do you think I planned it this way? Yes. Corey Feldman, Nicole Eggert, Corey Haim. You know, Megan, I, I thought I met this girl. I thought we had something special. You don't know anything, do you? That is a great trailer. You have no idea what's happening. 89.98. Because of the sexual nature of this film. <laughs> Ken has gotten up and is walking away. Ken, I can explain this. Oh, Ken, by the way, what you know what you get for your money? It features its own unique artwork on each box. So there's different each collectible. I hope one of those drawings is Corey Haim going down on Nicole Eggert. Now... <laughs> okay, so okay, let me. I'm going to explain this to you. Uh, okay, it's, I, it's not. If anybody knows, it's it's you or your brother. That, good point. <laughs> so in the 80s and 90s, um, during the the height of the rental fees, yeah, I remember where people didn't buy video. I remember they were very expensive, and they I were expensive that. for that reason because they would sell it for ninety dollars to the video store because they were going to make Re- on the rental exactly. Rentals, so right. and they weren't making any money selling them to, to the to consumer customer, market, right. right? So so if you wanted a video. And it might be that but was also. I just, I just didn't know it was that late. I, yeah, I think they that might have been that was an that was an uh, advertisement for video stores. Yeah, I, I was about to say it was like that is not for consumers. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> so that's why it was still worth eighty nine ninety eight <laughs> for blown away. What would you? All you got to do is rent you it fifty get a, times. You could get a TV for eighty nine ninety eight now. Yeah, but remember how much money they're going to make on that? No, I know. Oh, four dollars a rental. I get it, but considering you could get. Any movie ever made, you could get for how how many movies could you get for eighty nine ninety eight now? A hundred? I don't know. Divide by like four bucks, right? Oh, four or man, five bucks. Seriously, holy shit! I don't know. It, there actually, was just a time where it was. I did notice in that scene, Corey Haim had a necklace that said eighty nine ninety nine <laughs> on it because it's you could divide it by any number. <laughs> did you notice in the interview he's not wearing the two twenty two either? It is real like in real life interview. Oh, of course he's not. Yeah. Why? Why? Why was he in it? Why did he say he could divide it by anything? Did it really happen? Because like how? Okay, so let's say it really happened. Okay, that's stupid. But why is it in the movie? But let's say it's and not. Feldman, and Feldman's going to remember that. What please. if it's? But if it's not real, Feldman made it up and put it in the movie, and it's so stupid. Is it like something stupid for his son that they talk about? That stupid number that doesn't mean anything. I hope his son got dropped on his head. It's the <laughs> only way he believed that. I. Why include it? <laughs> it's so insane. It's, it's almost as insane as Blown Away being eighty nine ninety eight <laughs> at any time in history of the world. Well, maybe the Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones one. Maybe was. <sighs> that was that made this whole day worth it. That I, that that eighty nine ninety eight clip. So from one of their party <laughs> nights, Haim comes home drunk, crashes on his lawn, uh, finds out his parents are getting a divorce, his life is falling apart. Uh, Feldman isn't doing much better. One of his creepy friends gives him drugs and ends up molesting him. No, so now he's getting molested. Well, yeah, he allows himself to get molested. Well, I, again, it's like the way I read that was uh, it's similar to the other scene where he's kind of like 
he's been molested so many times he's used to it. But do you see I I'm reading this movie the wrong differently, not the wrong way. Oh yeah. I got it was that was the first time he got molested. Oh really? Yeah. Oh see, I it seemed to I me, just like mm. see this is what I got out of that. Was uh that was their like man their manager, right? Or not their manager, the but first their, time? their chaperone. Marty? No, 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 no. The one with Feldman. The guy that Oh, the guy him. goes down on him. Yeah. I got that as I read that scene as Feldman saying, Well, Haim tells me about this shit all the time, so this is just the way it is. And I have to take it. No pun intended. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's how I read that scene. Not oh, that you he might be right. not that he had been molested I can, millions uh, of times. Right? No, you might be right. Because I I kinda saw it both ways. I saw that he was so out of it from drugs, and that when the guy started, he kind of went, oh, I guess, like, this is what happens. Yeah. But I thought he had already been molested. Oh, and see, I didn't get that. But maybe, maybe. Because at that point, he's like 17 or 18, right? Was he? I don't know. It's it's tough because they're the same actors playing right. older. Yeah. And that so, guy didn't look that much older than them either. I thought he was like their friend, the, the long-haired guy. He wasn't that him. much older. He was like probably 25. Okay. And Feldman's like, what you said, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. So that's the only reason I thought that. But Man, honestly, you like, could be right. I I don't know, but it is strange that we don't know because again, if if Feldman, the whole the movie, movie is supposed to be about that, right? In a way, like you, calling out these guys. Yeah, exactly. And they hide the identity of the one guy. Remember, like the guy who rapes Hane. Yeah, and uh, Lucas. they don't show like no. who he, they don't say his name or his face. And then with that other guy, like they again, they don't really show that it's. I mean, it's clearly not okay, and that he's high, right? Like he can't give consent. Right. But it wasn't. They don't play it like obvious, which I don't. Maybe that makes it better, like in the, as a movie. I think he's trying to make himself look better, since he <laughs> since he's the one that wrote it. Yeah. I think he's trying to make him sound like, well, this is what really happened. I didn't yeah. get as bad as Corey Haim did. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. No, you're I, right. It's very confusing. Though. It is, it's but he not does clear. But he does just like that guy. Just is like, I'm gonna suck your dick. Get yeah. ready. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit. He, he, went, he went for it. I mean, I don't give him a lot of credit. It's not okay. But he, within the within that scene, that seemed more okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just excusing bad behavior. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It, it, there's that. You know what I sadly got out of this movie? No. Was that Feldman was always jealous of Haim, even that stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. That's, even, gr- that's a great even point. Even the molesting part, he was just like, well, I want to at least be part of this conversation I, I don't and know. say, and you can use this as an excuse why I'm doing all yes. this other horrid shit. I don't know who wrote, I, this is an old joke, but I don't know who wrote it, but it's like the uh, the Catholic kid who grew up being an altar boy and didn't get molested and says, why not me? Right, yeah. Right? That's like, ex- w- yeah. yeah. It, that's exactly what I got out of this because <sighs> he was always jealous of him, especially with like the part with like, they set it up like, Feldman really wanted license to drive. Yeah. And Hayne just comes in and gets it because it was like, like we were him. saying. Like the it's like the athlete that never practices, never does anything, but is ten times better than you just because he has the talent. Yeah. Where you're trying really hard and you're not getting any any yeah. of the roles. And then you waste it. All oh, the mom. It, this is when she's super Canadian. I wanna <laughs> see I think she's like foreign. All of a sudden oh, the maybe. mother's the mother's maybe. accent changes in this movie. Well, that's why I wanted to play this part. It's because... crazy. I'm like when did she be? Oh my, he looks just like him right there. Yeah, I love that they nailed the, the MJ look here. Looks like John Cusack. Yeah, but like also at Michael Jackson. Yeah. What do you do, Feldman? Figure it out. I gotta say, the kid that played Feldman was a good actor. I thought he was pretty. I good. think it's an impossible job to play a real person <laughs> who's not a good actor. Well, you know what I mean. It's like, it's like Amber Waves. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the, that's she, why that that's the greatest that's, performance on film. I know she's, she's so great. I told you, like her thing was, she said when she did that movie, she goes, 
when I was playing, when I was in the porno scenes, I would I would say the line to myself in my head before I said it. So I wasn't like acting. I was just saying it. Like she's like, this is what a porno actor would do. It's like, oh, do it to me harder. What's my next line? Oh, I love it. Right. So it has like the perfect like affectless thing. Oh, I want to get. Oh, sorry. It's, I'm doing this on my phone. So it's a little harder to cue it up exact. <laughs> He's just dancing. Oh, yeah, is where Haim ODs. Right? Yeah, because I want this is where the mom is. Oh, in the, the outdoor phone. Cool. Pri- where's the bathroom hey, phone? You were supposed to pick me up. Guess I'll take a cab. Thanks. Corey. Corey, oh my god. Oh my god. What did you think? Corey, talk to me. Corey, like Corey, she's like Eastern block all of a sudden. Yeah, you're right. Wait, but she wasn't like that earlier in the movie. You're right. Wait, I want, I want to see. There's a part here where she she goes. Oh, wait. When she talks to him when he wakes up. Yeah, when she sings on that, you know, the the Russian nesting doll song. It's so Soviet. Can you hear me? His name Corey. Do you feel anything? Uh, yeah, that two 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 necklace would have been ripped off his neck, by oh, the way. Yeah. How did he know the secret of two two two? Mom. Corey. Hey. What happened? Yeah. Where am I? You had that. You had another dose. Hey, come on. Doctor said you need to take it easy. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I don't remember anything. It's okay. That's normal. They said you wouldn't remember. She said you wouldn't remember. It's almost like she's Quebecois. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. I'm scared. Which makes more sense, but. I know. I was scared too. It's so bizarre. She was not talking like this earlier. When they have that scene where her and her father get a divorce. Oh yeah. She's not speaking in this accent. Stay here, okay? Don't leave. Staying here with you, no matter with what. With you, hmm? <laughs> I staying here with you, no matter yeah, what. She's supposed to be French Canadian, I guess. Yeah, that made me laugh. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> a long way to go, but I wanted to watch. Muldoon books uh, Feldman on Hollywood Squares, which is hilarious. I mean, who didn't love Hollywood Squares growing up? And by the way, who argues with Michael Jackson about Hollywood That's, advice? Oh, it's crazy. He literally has been in the business since he was five. So yeah, so we're at Neverland Ranch, and that was a that was one of the funnier parts in the scene where uh, Feldman's just like, "Yeah, my dad's really hard to handle," and he's like, "You wouldn't understand," and MJ's yeah. like, "You might be surprised." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. That was good. There was a part earlier too where Haim makes fun of Michael Jackson to Feldman. Oh yeah, that was good. That, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, what's going on there?" <laughs> yeah. that, that made me laugh. He was like really going at MJ hard. <laughs> so he does, yeah. So I, I wrote here, he doesn't think Velvet should be on Hollywood Squares and calls Muldoon and tell him something. Muldoon basically tells him to fuck off. Yeah, right. Like, you don't know shit, Michael Jackson, about entertainment. <laughs> yeah. the fuck do you know? I'm in a band. What do you know, billionaire? <laughs> oh, uh, so we talk about the license to drive. So did he scene. go on Hollywood Squares? I think he did. I mean, I guess. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. While you're looking that up, so we they uh they cut to a scene of Hayne playing NES. I couldn't figure out what game he was playing, though, at that part. It looked like Super NES. I thought I saw the. I don't think so. I saw I saw the flippers on the top. Much like the turbo football before, Ken. it was regular. It was regular NES. I don't know much. <laughs> you saw the flippers on the top. I so you said the flippers. Yeah, for the for the <laughs> Super NES had them on the top. <laughs> I lied about my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Feldman Feldman goes to take money out of the account and Muldoon, Muldoon puts a freeze on his account. Then we get the best scene is where uh, Muldoon is lead singer of a cover band playing "Never Surrender." 
it is the best. That that was so boogie nights. I couldn't take it. And they're playing like I didn't know if they were rehearsing or if that was the gig. Yeah, I don't know either because it's in like a in like bar, a bar, but, but it's also like there. a rec room. And it's also like noon. <laughs> I think it, I think they're rehearsing, but okay. but you're right. It did kind of seem like they're just going to be there later and to play the same venue. <laughs> venue venue is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, look. Uh, while you're looking for that film and gets emancipated from his parents, him and Hames start doing like every drug imaginable. Crack. They show him crack, heroin. Uh, they're just off the rails. Yeah, and I guess that was true. Like, they did really get into literally everything. I'm sure. Uh, so we get a scene where Feldman can't remember his lines instead of the burbs, and then he had Carrie Fisher, who looked zero like Carrie Fisher. I didn't know that was her. Until some later when he goes, well, what did Princess Leia take? Oh, yeah. that's Carrie Fisher? Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, she's there to try to give him some advice about dangers of drugs, which was like a good idea. I'm sure that really happened. Yeah. Because... Who would know more than she does? Exactly. About it. Like again, like there's, they could have hammered some of that harder to make it clear what the movie is about. But and it's just like the the they gloss over these huge movies that these two guys were yes. in, but don't like get it. Like I don't know. It was like they missed they they Feldman wanted it to be about certain things. Yeah, but uh, right, the fans wanted it to be like more about. Well, it just seems obvious movies. that you would hit some of these things that these guys did and were in. Yeah, and they skipped it. Right. Like, we get a little license to drive. We get an implication of Dream of No Little Heather Dream. Graham. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, they, they, these are these were big movies for them. They probably made yeah. a lot of money. Oh, sure. Well, I guess we'll find out how much. <laughs> God, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to know. Uh, we cut the film in uh, after filming Dream a Little Dream, where he is full-on MJ impersonator. Yes. So they show Feldman drive around, smoking a joint. He gets pulled over. He finds... <laughs> There's yayo on him. He puts it in his glove compartment, right. then opens his glove compartment right in front of the cop. <laughs> yeah, like when you put the cocaine Amateur in, take you out, know take where out, you put it. Yeah, take out the license and oh registration. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up going, uh, getting arrested, going to rehab, cleaning himself up. You know what I noticed was in there, too? He had a cucumber knife. I thought <laughs> it was so strange. I don't have an add-on for that. And, a, and a, it's just cucumber rolled out out oh of the floor, God. covered in lint. Ugh, ugh. I'll never get over that as long as I live. <laughs> uh, duh, 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 duh. All right, so we talked about the scene where Ham ODs. So now we finally we cut to 15 years later. Yeah, that was jarring. When like, they cut? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had no. I didn't even know who that was, that character. When the little kid goes, weren't you in the Goonies? I was like, is that Kiefer Sutherland? Like, who are they talking to? <laughs> I really, or, uh, not yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, uh, fucking another fucking kid. Anyway, my, yeah, brain, they, my they, brain is mush. They don't, they don't like, I think, no, they do say 15 years Oh, later. it did say 15 yeah, years? Did, I must, yeah. it, it must have been I, like I, the, I don't know why else I would read it. It must have been like more sex than single mom where it was on the screen for half a second <laughs> yeah. and I missed it. So they have like older Abby Feldman with a goatee. Uh, he's a struggling actor. He can't get a good gig. He's been on a bunch of reality shows, but they'll always, of course, remember him as a member of you know the Two Corys. Um, so Feldman's agent pitches him a reality show, The Two Corys, uh, with him and Haim. Feldman goes to Toronto to try and get Haim to do the show. We got we find out that uh, Haim's mom has cancer. And he's kind of helping her. Uh, well, she was at Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> Explains the accent. You're on fire today. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I, I got to say, they, they, I think Cor- old Corey Haim looked like, he really looked like He's him. just too heavy. But now that I saw old Corey Haim bloated, yeah. I actually take it back. Still has a 222 necklace on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. That is just... 
it's I, so I can't crazy. get over it. I it's can't. insane. I, and what's funny is I wrote it down and didn't really harp on it in my notes. I was like, this is crazy. And you're right. Like it's thr- <laughs> It makes Ugh. zero sense on many, so many levels. Jesus Christ. So, uh, so they start filming the two Corys, and it's hilarious because Haim is obsessed with them doing the Lost Boys sequel. Yeah. Which really... They were 10 years too early for shit like that. Yep, you're right. Because if they did it now, it would be so huge, that movie. Yeah. It would be They're rebooting everything. They could just do Lost Boys again where they play the older characters. Yes. They were so ahead of their time with... Uh, It's so nuts. I do like... Because they made a... Did you ever see this? I'm sure. I was going to say they made a second one. I watched. Yeah, I know. It's so... Of unbelievably course. terrible. Yeah. And Feldman, he's, and they kept talking about how Hayman would only have a cameo. Feldman basically has a cameo in that movie. He's hardly in it. They totally <sighs> missed like what those types of sequels should be about, which is like playing to the fans. The fans want to see, all right, they're not going to get Jason Patrick or Sutherland, but they could get the two Corys for that movie. Well, that's my point. You make them the older characters. The other guys are dead or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Sutherland's dead in the movie. But right, like, right. But you know what I mean. Like, you, you eliminate the, the, the top part. Ugh, so annoying. Um... Oh shit! So, I had something about Feldman. I forgot. Anyway, so the Haim uh, Haim agrees to do the two quarries. So Feldman finally gets a call about Lost Boys too, but the studios don't want Haim in it because they don't trust him because of because oh. of his. I past. love that Haim wrote a script. I want to oh, read. That I want to read the script for Lost Boys too. Maybe it's out there. We it couldn't look. be any worse than the Lost Boys. Well, that's that exactly what I was thinking. Is like I want his, but I want his like drug addled version <laughs> where he's the star of the movie. Yes, yes, you read all that. <laughs> we open two below zero. I, I'll never forget the first time Mike was on a portable phone, <laughs> not a cell phone, but a portable yeah, phone, and <sighs> we're watching like half watching the show, and it like happened. We looked. <laughs> he just like hung up the foot, started laughing. I'll never forget it. Just as long as I like, live. <laughs> it was like, it was so amazing. I know. I know. I'll never recapture. We all have those moments of things where you just can't. Haim can't do the movie. Feldman decides to do the movie without fame. Uh, without Haim, no, not fame. True. He's doing it also without fame. Oh, without Haim. Yeah. <laughs> Haim agrees uh, to go to rehab, but he, as like Feldman's taking him there, and he wants to have a drink before he goes Wait, in. I want to play something from that because uh, what okay. is he listening to when he picks him up? This is insane. I can't. Oh yeah, I I the, the I, I just think so yeah. bizarre in this movie. Like it's great at points and it's terrible at other points. <laughs> what is this? Is this a real song or a fake song? It's not the worst song I've ever heard in my life. No, but like you know how they we were talking earlier they they have real songs in there. Like yeah. and then there's fake songs. In there. I think this you know what I think this is? I think this is a real song cuz it's pretty good for like a fake mutant movie song i guess it's probably like a friend of hey. Corey feldman or something it's better than his shitty songs oh you know who it is it's Corey feldman's dad's band <laughs> they're now a ska band or a, a reggae band no it, it's it's this is a long way to Come go on, for man. a joke guys so just bear with me <laughs> okay so uh it, it's Corey uh Haim's mom's long lost uh daughters that became tattoo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the lesbian sisters from Russia? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Who else would it be? Exactly. I, I, yeah, I have so many music clips in this. I, and I like, what is Haim drinking here? Oh, yeah. I think he has a margarita. But it's... Look how fake the ice cubes are in this scene, yeah. by the way. What is Feldman drinking? It's like... It's it's a prop... It's prop ice cubes. He looks Because like, they didn't want it to melt. Tell me those ice cubes are no, real. No, you're right. You're right. He He's looks, drinking a Shasta. He, uh, uh, it looks like maybe like a Mexican soda. But it's so dark. Did you see how like it's like black? It's like licorice. Look how fake those ice cubes are. I can't get over it. It's so ugh, I hate chili. They did the hair well with this kid. Yeah. 
So they get in a fight after he has a couple drinks, but he ends up going to rehab after all. Uh, they have a big falling out at the end, but end up running to each other at another party at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> what a way to reconcile. Know, right? And they end up making up and going back to that spot on the beach where they're playing with the Nerf Turbo football. Yeah. <laughs> Or as Kyle would say, the regular, regular Nerf football. Well, and they do their handshake. Oh. <laughs> they end the movie on their handshake. Yes. I love that they end on a high note, like everything's going to be yeah, fine. Yeah, everything's fine, and then... <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, Corey Haim died of a yeah. uh, drug overdose. Oh, man. So, Dr. Mudd. Oh, boy. And there's only one scale we could go on here. On a scale of five Corys. Okay. It's, it's straightforward. <laughs> what, I love it. What do you give this one? Oh, do I give it a Feldman, a Haim, a heart? <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a good question. As we discussed, on the one hand, it is great. Mm-hmm. The casting is good. Yep. The production value is top notch. Top notch. There is a decent amount of nonsense in a story that is very tragic. Yep. But it also fails to do any of the melodramatic things that these movies do. So it's like it's got to be like the it's three. almost as if it was written by Corey Feldman, <laughs> <laughs> known screenwriter. Corey Feldman. Yeah, I, I liked it a little more than you. And, I, I and liked like I said, it. I, I just always, don't, I think relative to the ones I would rate a five or a four, like right. I, if I'm being fair. It's no with this ring. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so I am, you know, I, I always give the nostalgia ones a little bump. Because it, it, especially if they nail it. They And they did. If they I nail it, disagree. it's like, you know, as we said before, I'm not coming in expecting to watch Casablanca when I watch these movies. No. So... I'll give it a four. Wow. I liked high. it. And and there's the reason. Like for the nostalgia, it's entertaining. And this is what I love most. It's this did look like they were gonna have like a beat it knife fight. <laughs> it's written by somebody that thinks it's really a serious thing. Yeah, they always are. But but, it, but they're not serious enough. That's my problem with yeah. it. Yeah. It needed to be more serious. And it's like if this is what really happened, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I think it is. But so I liked it. Um, I mean, to I, the best Corey Feldman can remember. That's true. You know, there is. Yeah. And I don't think he did research. They they nailed, especially young Corey Haim. It looks so much like him. It's, yeah. it's a little the attitude. scary. Yeah. That's what I mean. The casting, uh, the, the production design, yeah, costume really design. So, I, I mean, Except for Carrie Fisher was brutally oh, bad. But everyone terrible. else was. Yeah. And Joel Schumacher really didn't look like him either. No. No one knows who that is. So, But uh, it was good. I liked it. All right. I'm yeah. going gonna to go back to the Nerf football scene. Okay. We, yeah. We, we need, have to settle this debate once and for all. Oh, you're right. It's a turbo. <laughs> I could have sworn it was not. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, it looks smooth, though, right? Because the turbo was small. Remember? Like, yeah. It, the, the other one was more more like a like a loaf of bread. You know what I think it is? I think it's a regular Nerf turbo football from now. Exactly. And so it looks like they, both. It's more streamlined. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a modern football. <laughs> Look at those yeah. Zubaz pants. Number one, who kicks off in 2 2 football? No. This is, this whole, they're playing tackle? Great job, Feldman. There's nobody else at this beach. Come on. Yeah, really. I oh, it was so infuriating because when he there's one part where he goes back to pass and it looks like it's got the the weathered round kind of quality, not the stream, not the uh, turbo. The skills, (laughs) yeah, grooves. Thank you, gills. (laughs) Fuck me. All right, all right, all right. I stand corrected. So, uh, all right. So, what else do you have for us? I'm terrified to play today. I didn't do as much with this because of the Corey game. I, I only yeah. have a few. I, it's, you know. 
cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young dude, you're rocking the gold. All right, it's time to head back to Shallon Land. Play another round of Celebrity Net Worth. All right, Ken. We've covered a lot of ground today. Some would say none at all. <laughs> it really depends on how you look at things. Um, all right. So we're going to start with Celebrity Net Worth Goonies division. Oh, wow. All right. So who's worth more? John Matuzak, who played Chunk, or not Chunk, uh, Sloth. Okay. Former football player. Yep. Also cocaine addict. Oh. He's. The, I believe uh, that Ogre is modeled on him from uh, First and Ten. Do it again. Interesting. Is modeled on John Matuzak. Little trivia for you. Everybody, go back. You can buy the entire series. Don't watch First and Ten for three ninety nine on DVD. It's the worst show ever. That was on for ten years. I couldn't even. We watched these movies for a podcast. I couldn't even get you to watch the whole, the whole season one. <laughs> Features OJ Simpson, Marcus Allen, uh, pre murder. As far as we know. Um. So John Matuzak. Or Corey Haim. <laughs> both deceased. What if they're both at zero? Uh, a I would say Haim died with more money. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at his net worth Fuck. upon death? $100,000. You look like a broken man. A hundred grand. Okay. What do you think with Tuzak? It's 50. All right. John Matuzak worth 400K. Okay. Corey Haim. Five thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's just so sad. I know. I I didn't. I was gonna save that one till the end, but I thought I figured it's what we. So there's sad. No, there's not. There's no way to do to break that one without hurting someone. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I was. I was surprised. I was surprised. All right, Jeff Cohen, mm-hmm. or Jonathan Key Kwan. Hmm. I'm trying to think. If they if Dada did more stuff after that, acting wise, right? I'm sure they both do like the uh, like the cons for like yeah signing and stuff. It's probably still big. I mean, the movie's still very popular. Yeah, yeah, it has a following for being like, thirty. You, you, you could sign a hundred like headshots and make a thousand dollars or whatever, right? Like, uh, I'll go with Dada. Had has more money now. Wait, which one's Dada? I don't remember which who's what. Kwan or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, oh, sorry. Jonathan Key Kwan. Yeah. Jonathan Key Kwan. Want to guess what he's worth? $800,000. Great guess. One million. Okay. Jeff Cohen, $4 million. Wow. I know. I was shocked. Hmm. I wonder what he did. Because like, he was in uh, Temple of Doom? Yeah. He's short round. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much he did after that. But. Uh, clearly, America owes him some money for racist casting, so we, <laughs> well. we owe him reparations. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one million, I was surprised by that. Hmm. I was looking up Jeff Cohen to see if maybe he was like a producer or something, but uh, it doesn't look like he's done all that much. Yeah, Li- live, he produced Motown Live, another Michael Jackson connection. All right, now Corey Feldman mm-hmm. or Jeff Cohen. I didn't do the big stars. I only did the um, kids. And of course, I don't think there's no way Feldman has more than four million dollars. There's no way. Uh, I'll say Jeff Cohen. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think Feldman is worth? <laughs> He's another one pool all his money. Then, but this one was really hard because he tried to make it back, and he was on some reality stuff, and I I don't know. And he's a musician. <laughs> he loses money for that. I'll say he's worth like a million five. A great guess. Two million dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm surprised he's even worth that much. To be so honest. out of the kid cast, Jeff Cohen worth the most. Rocking it. Well, because what's his name's in that movie uh, as Brandon? I can't remember. Um, he's I, in fucking... Uh, I skipped all the famous No ones. Country for Old Men. Oh, I didn't count him. I didn't count anybody who was older than a teenager. So he was a teenager. No, Brolin was like 15. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, but these are like they like were the kids. main kids. Yeah, I just counted oh, the kids. Okay. I didn't All count. Right. The, I, right. I didn't count anybody. Yeah, yeah. Fair Come enough. on, Mama Fratelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brolin would have been worth the most. Um, and I looked up Joey Pants too, so that was fun. Oh sure, we can talk about that. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna go to child actor division. Mm-hmm. Some of the names I've mentioned today. Mm. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Who's worth more? <laughs> Corin Corky Nemec yep. from Parker Lewis Can't Lose mm-hmm. or Danny Pintaro oh. of Who's the Boss? Mm. And I will say that Danny Pintaro was one of the reasons we started this game because we were looking it up one day at your house. Yeah. We wanted to know. So you, you've heard this number. I know. I, I don't remember it. It's probably been five years. I'll say Danny Pintaro is worth more. Okay. What's he worth? Surprisingly, seems like he'd be good with his money. I don't know why, but... It does feel that it's way, a like gut feeling. Yeah, when you when you don't see someone in more acting roles, too, you feel like oh, yeah. they're gonna conserve what they have rather I'll than spend it. I think he's worth like three million. Okay, Corky Nemec, uh, million. And close on Nemec, one point five. Okay, Danny Pintaro, three hundred k. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. he's bad with his money. Uh, yeah, yeah, clearly not good with his money. Although it didn't really he hasn't do, worked. So yeah, and I who knows what sitcom money was like for him. In the eighties, like he's the fifth build person. Yeah, he's not making Mona money. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Just saying. No, no one's putting up posters of Danny Pintaro. What a terrible idea for a show that was. Yeah. They what just, a piece of shit. They just wanted Tony Danza to be in a show. He'll be. Like, just put him in anything. It doesn't matter. What parents are I going to play? Tony. <laughs> so I don't forget what the name is. Fucking. And I'm a former cardinal, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, I guess he'd have to be because they play small ball, but at least in the 80s. It literally small ball. <laughs> yeah, right. He's five foot three. <laughs> Judith Light hitting cleanup by Jack Clark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Henry Thomas mm-hmm. of E.T. fame sure. versus Emmanuel Lewis. Henry Thomas. <laughs> wow. I, I did not think He's that was obvious. for like 40 years. I know. That's why I was maybe trying to throw you off. I think Emmanuel Lewis has Coolio type money. <laughs> That's so sad. I'll say he's fifty thousand. Oh wow! No, he's he's worth more than that. I'd say Henry Thomas is eleven million. Oh wow! I think Way he's off. successful. Really? One point five. Really? He yeah. was in like shows. And I know. What are these guys doing? <laughs> Should we change the name of this segment to what are these guys doing? Because it feels like that's always the question is like, what are they doing? It could go either way. They that's could either have $67 million. All right. I'm not going to tell you what Emmanuel Lewis is worth yet. Okay. I want you to Emmanuel Lewis or David Faustino. Ugh. Married with child, Ron. God. I mean, Emmanuel Lewis is much more famous. Yes. But. And he did that commercial for the Whopper. <laughs> but. I'll go Emmanuel Lewis. And what do you think that number is? Ugh. 
four million dollars. Manuel Lewis. Oh, you want to go Fastino? What do you think he's worth? Sorry, I keep forgetting who we're two point five. Oh boy. <laughs> Am I going to be disappointed? <laughs> Manuel Lewis is worth six hundred k. Oh. Or was worth six hundred k. Lying on a couch with some. He was a cute kid. He's thinking about it. He's thirty-four right there. <laughs> Look how tiny those burgers are. Yeah, who hasn't had that dream? Is he gonna make his dad come to sleep? Fight, Dad! Fight! Aren't you hot? Just unloads. Them patty is thin. Got him again. <laughs> oh, Emmanuel. So him and Faustino? Yeah. Faustino, he's got to be worth more than that. Maybe. I'll say Faustino's worth more. Okay, how much is he worth? I originally said I'll say a million two. David Faustino, six million dollars. <laughs> There's no reason for it. There's no. This show reason. is on forever and syndicated, but All right. like you said, he's fourth build. So, David Faustino or Ricky Schroeder? Oof. Oh, Schroeder. I know he he had some troubles. Yeah, he he. His, and he came back with NYPD. Dude his career is like Henry Thomas to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like up and down was super famous and then gone and then back again in good movies. But he had like drug problems too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll say Faustino. I just don't think Schroeder made up all that money he lost. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder. Worth more. $10 million? I'm not going to tell you. I'm okay. going to ask you one more. The final question. Oh, these are hard. I know. That's why it's fun. Ricky Schroeder or Alfonso Ribeiro? Ooh. I think we've done, but I forgot what it is. We did, and I don't. Was. I didn't remember until I saw it. I was like, "Oh right." Uh, I'll say he's like Alfonso Ribeiro, fifteen million. And what do you think Ricky Schroeder's worth? He must be around thirteen. Can Ricky Schroeder, eight million? Mm. Alfonso Ribeiro, seven million. Oh, I know. How is that possible? He's still on TV. I don't know. Is 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 Hollywood just that racist? Like honestly, that they just don't pay him any money? It makes no sense that he's he should not, be worth more. He should be worth twenty million dollars. Yeah, he's been a, he's hosted. He's been a star, a co-star of a TV show that's yeah. still on TV. Yeah, still. basically, it was a huge show, and has been in other shows. Like he's still around. Yeah, everybody loves Alfonso Ribeiro. I know. We're not giving him enough money. This is very sad. To he's me. a bad agent. Yeah, may, may, you know it is. It, there is always that wild card of who got fucked by their agent. Yeah, because we learned that with, with uh, Feldman, right? Yeah, for sure. He had made like a million dollars, and then he ended up um, with forty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, Ken. Well, yeah. been celebrity net worth, child star edition. We've learned a lot today. All right. So I think I have an idea what we're going to do next, but we can talk about it after. So Kyle, drop that in. For Dr. McCarver's Mendel, I'm Ken Orsi, and this has been another episode of the Cyber Bullies. On the next Cyber Bullies podcast. I wished for someone to love. Be careful what you wish for. Might come true. The dreams of a woman. My name is Richard Corey, and you saved my life. Become reality when she is romanced. Someone once said, never to believe anything a man tells you. By a wealthy man. Soon after they are married, her fantasy is shattered. 
I can't take you with me. The reason I left my job was so I could be with you. The answer is no. She becomes entangled in murder. Love, murder, and deceit. Starring Joshua Morrow. My father can't have any kids. He's had a vasectomy, or didn't he tell you that? Rachel Ward. But he didn't want a wife. He wanted a trophy, someone he could display. And Terry O'Quinn. I know where you've been. I know who you've been with. My son! It's my stepson. My lover. Bye-bye.